I acknowledge that the land I work, live, and play on is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Oh, I, was... oh, I just heard. They nice. came back. They just needed to hear a tin crack. I was going to say I was going to make like a loud clap so we had uh, a visual marker for me to edit from. Oh, there you go. I just did it for you. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Fan X Fan. I'm your host, Doug Vandalay. And as promised, I'm joined today by uh, my colleague and, and life partner, Talia Murdoch, for another touching base with Talia. How you doing, Talia? I'm pretty good. Yeah, it's been pretty hectic in my world. I woke up at 7am this morning and I was at work by 8 o'clock, which... Sounds very normal, but I usually press snooze on my alarm at 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's very busy right now. Why is it so busy? Conference, farmer conference. It's a farmer's market conference coming up this Saturday. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Head on over to that uh, farmer's market conference. Yeah, just just head on over. Head on over to the conference um, and you can learn a bunch of stuff about farmer's markets and just general shit that applies to lots of things you can get your photo with john deere uh if you're he'll in... be there in person yeah yeah a hologram you do have to check cosplay weapons at the door yeah but... well i mean i don't know um like how much john deere stuff would actually be at the farms of the people that we work with because it's also small scale right a lot of them still use like hand-pulled machinery and shit what's the largest farm i don't know that you work with no idea i can is find there out a capacity um no I, no isn't someone who has like a, a large farm also allowed to go to the farmer if they... yeah 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 anyone can go um i think it's more just if you do have a large farm then your distribution channels are probably different right you're probably more selling directly to like a, a restaurant or some kind of wholesaler as opposed to just going down the farmer yeah. For people to buy your beans. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well. But I really want to do that now. I want to like find out who has the biggest farm. Yeah, find out. Let us markets. let us know next time you're on. Try not to forget. I'll do it when I get back from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> what we do on this special bottle episode of Van X Van, Touching Base with Talia, is Talia brings a few articles for us to look at. Uh, have you done that today? I sure have. So I collected these. We were going to do this a couple of weeks ago, even. I procrastinate um, heavily. Yeah, yeah. I have executive dysfunction. So I collected these a couple of weeks ago and read them, and they're, they're still good. So, all right. The first one comes from U Express. News of the weird. This is a lead story. Lead story, everybody lead story the headline is least competent criminal so this guy matthew davies 47 obviously needed some cash he went in to rob this bank in scotland and he went in with a meat cleaver and he had a pillowcase over his head and (laughs) the thing that makes him least competent is he forgot to cut eyes in the pillowcase so he ended up, he couldn't see, so he ended up having to pull it off. Isn't it, this is a joke. This isn't. No, this I mean, is I, real. I feel like this is a joke I've heard this before. This is real. 
Like a Scotsman walks into a bank. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is real. Where, it, um, so this was in Scotland? Yeah. Well, Bank of Scotland. Oh, Bank of Scotland. It was in Dunfermline. Dunfermline? Yeah, well, that's what it says. Yeah. Dun- I was like, that can't be how that's pronounced. Either. Yeah, so he went in with pillowcase on his head, couldn't um, couldn't say he had to take it off. What was the result? He pleaded guilty. Oh, so um, he was caught. Yeah, he was caught because yeah. he they obviously have cameras, so he took it off. And they were and able to figure out They were able to identify him. Yeah. Oh, it's Eyepatch Steve. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's old Steve. It's old Stevie. Has he been Matthew named Davies. and shamed? Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Davies. Davies, age 47. Yep, into the bank. Why did he need to rob a bank, age 47? I don't 47? know. It doesn't say. Failure of the system? Probably a failure of the system. Um, he took off with 2,000 pounds. Oh, that's the disappointing thing about that is it's theft over a thousand, so it's like a felony, yeah. right? Well, that's a Canadian thing. I don't know about the UK, but it's not enough to make it worth it. Like two thousand pounds is not enough to risk robbing a bank for. No, but maybe it is. Like Don Fermline, what is this place? So he stopped. So someone from the bank followed him home. If I was going to rob a bank, I'd need at least two hundred k. It's a town. In the in Fife, okay, only fifty thousand people live there, so it's relatively small. But robbing a bank is serious business. It is serious business, but yeah, someone followed him home and then called the cops, and they went and arrested him and found a stun gun, his pillowcase. <laughs> Apparently, he patted dog <laughs> on the way back. Like I he heard wasn't about even this. in a rush. He pet he pet the dog. Maybe I heard about this because you told me. Or something. I don't know. I don't think I did. I don't usually share these with you. He stopped to pet a dog. Where did you find this? So it's on U Express, but U Express. How news did of you the come weird. across it? Just clicked on News of the Weird, scrolled until something. So this is on your up. blast. You got a News of the Weird bookmarked. No, I kind of just go on it. On U Express. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, how did you find it? That's it. Like I went on the website. Yeah, I know. How did you find the website to begin with? Oh, I googled, just... I googled it. I googled News of the Weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. That was the search term. I was trying to figure out how you got there in the first place. I just knew the website. <laughs> Everyone's born knowing one or two websites. <laughs> it just popped This is my one head. of mine. I had a dream. I saw this URL vividly in my mind. On your Netscape navigator that yeah, you keep yeah, in yeah. your head. yeah. Oh, I'm struggling. I have a an ulcer in my bottom lip. And usually it's from grinding in my sleep or something, but I wear a night guard these days. But just yesterday I was just sitting at my desk and I just had a just for no reason just bit my tongue and lip. Yeah, this is stressful days. Anyway, that happened. So um I'm having those pains. Should we move on to Article Two? Yeah. Article two from Gizmodo. This was actually fed to me. So, like, when I open a new tab on Firefox, I get a ton of shit articles fed to me. Right. Um, sometimes they're interesting. Most of the time they're garbage. Like, why, why are you using Firefox? Uh, it's just better for some of the shit I use. And Chrome is, like... Very resource-heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And is there something better? Is there, like, a new one? Uh, I don't know. Some people really like Opera. I use Chrome just because I've got all my shit saved on it. But it is a resource hog. Yeah. I, I'm logged in on my personal Chrome at work and I just like use that for my own shit if I need to check my emails or something. Mm. Um, but I use Firefox. For so work, Firefox so. gives you ads. 
it gives me articles which have ads in them so yeah effectively ads some of them are very interesting but a lot of them is like how to plan the perfect agenda do these two things during meetings to optimize your productivity I'm what are like, the two things? I don't read it though. I'm like, right. fuck off, <laughs> leave me alone. So you I'm don't know. Enough. So you don't know two things to make your meeting productive. No, like just, it's all such bullshit. I think. Yeah. Just quick side note: anything that is telling you about like meetings and how to be more productive and keeping it to strictly thirty minutes only, I think it really takes away from the fact that maybe you do want to like be in the moment and talk about something for longer. Yeah. Maybe something does warrant more conversation. Like, it's so dumb. Especially where yeah, I work. Some idiot middle manager is going to read that and think it's a law of business. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if you're having a meeting with, like, lots of people. Yeah. Or it's a regular one that you do. But when you're in, like, a team of four, like me, like, that shit is so stupid. I've had and, so many ugh. middle managers that have just read like a business tip somewhere and yeah. then just use it as gospel, don't understand the the meaning behind it and just make it law. Yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of that, but this one was pretty good. Which religion is friendliest to the idea of aliens? Scientology. No. It's not Scientology? No, no, no. It's okay. not Scientology. So to be honest, there were a lot... Of, this was actually a pretty interesting article, so... What this person did, this journalist, um, they asked a bunch of experts in religion. So a bunch of... um, Theologians? Yeah. About what they thought the answer to this. And of course, before the question can be answered, it is a good idea to consider the issue of the definition of religion. (laughs) So it was like pretty interesting. Most people talk a lot about Buddhism being a good candidate. Because Buddhism has life on other planets. Oh, it does? So aliens could probably see that and be like, yeah, this, we're already included here. Um, and it is Oh, like, so it's inclusive for an alien to join. That's the question. Yeah, yeah, that's the question. Right. Yeah. Um, if aliens were to come to Earth and adopt an Earth religion, which one would be most fitting? Yeah, which one is, is best for them? So How do we know there's not a bunch of, like, Kennedy aliens that want to come to Earth and be Catholics? I mean, I guess we're not talking about the aliens that are already here. We're right. talking about the ones who currently live in space on other planets yep. and in other dimensions. What if it turns out one of the major religions was right and there is a creator of the universe and those aliens know that too because they have the same sacred text and they come here and they're like, hey, guess what? We're Episcopalians. Well, We're that's... Episcop aliens. <laughs> Well, that's what this article talked about a lot. Like a lot of the people um, sort of discussed how most religions do, when you actually read the texts and especially the more ancient ones, they already have spirits and other life forms and right. creators and things like that. Is there a ranking? So no. Buddhism's number one. There was no ranking. Buddhism was the one that most people like pinpointed down to. But I was hoping this would be a listicle. No, no, that's Ten. why it's good. Zoro- Zoroastrianism. I mean, Liz Wilson says Buddhism, hands down. Hands down. Liz Wilson is a uh, theologian. She is a professor of comparative religion at the Miami University of Ohio. 
the Miami University of Ohio. I don't understand that. Um, right. Yeah, she says, no other religion offers as vivid a depiction of what life is like on planets far from ours. Huh. Are you a new DM? Are you an experienced DM? Doesn't matter. Listen to DMs of Vancouver for great DMing advice. In Buddhist texts, we learn what it feels like. Don't know what this word is. Phenomenologically? Phenomenologically? Yeah, it's saying phenomenon. Oh, phenomenologically to be on another planet. So that kind of just makes me want to read some Buddhist texts for some for some alien. I've read shit. some Krishna texts because I almost got recruited into the the Krishna cult. Krishna is one of the surprising that I almost got recruited yeah. into Hari Krishnas. You're pretty impressionable. I'm impressionable, and the Hari Krishnas, as far as cults go, are pretty harmless. From what I know, I mean, if you if you're a listener and you know something to the contrary, please uh, write in. But Hare Krishna is great because you can go eat at their restaurants for free if you don't have money, yeah. which I've done a lot of times. Uh, they usually pay what you want, but it was just uh, this bumped into this guy on the streets in Scotland. He jumped out in front of me. He's like, "Do you like rock and roll?" And yeah, he's like, "Well, I've got something that'll rock your socks off." And it was just a novel about a Chinese medical student who discovers Hare Krishna and drops out of school. And it was a really good story. It was just, uh, it was quite engaging. Did and you have to give him money? No. He oh, just cool. gave, gave me the book. Um, and also a CD of like Hare Krishna bands, which wasn't wow. very good. But I don't know. They seem pretty chill. Like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to become a Hare Krishna. I don't. I feel like there's a problem with them, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. So, yeah, don't take this as advice to join up with them. There yeah. is a lot of, like, get rid of your earthly possessions and move into the commune and become the Hare Krishna. And I don't know. Like, every every Krishna that's talked to me on the street didn't try to sell me anything. They just gave me stuff. And I ate at this Krishna tent at a festival when I had no money. Uh, I ate at the Krishna place in Perth a few times when I had no money. Yep. And the one in Melbourne as well. Yep. So that's good. Yeah, those places are cool. And they're good usually food. good vegetarian food. Yeah, exactly. It's like good food as well. Like they're they're pretty much just like veggies. Buddhists with extra steps, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't really know either. Um, My favorite line in this, you know, like article was from Kristen Wiedemann. Every major religion on Earth could easily accommodate the discovery of intelligent alien life with one exception, Christianity. Christians maintain that persons who have committed moral wrongs are in desperate need of divine salvation. So that, I thought that was good because like, yeah, Christianity is kind of bullshit. It, when it's organized that way and the fact that, like, you're a sinner for being alive and you have to be saved. Yeah, you have original sin. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I guess if you have the Marvel belief system of the old Norse gods, they're all aliens too. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next article? Yeah. So the next article brings us to the unit of the episode. Oh, yeah. the uh, We still haven't named this yet. Send, send us a name. The units of the episode. Units. Okay. This week, a fish. All Why? fish? All right. 
military tries out fish as underwater spies. I mean, I knew about CIA dolphins, but fish as an... It says it tries them out, implying that maybe it didn't work. It's the fucking best thing like I've ever read in my life. Uh, the fish so, are the units in this situation. The fish are the units for yeah. being spies. Right. Um, because that's sick. And I'm just imagining sharks with laser beams on their heads. Like some classic Austin Powers, Dr. Evil rhetoric. Most spies you've actually met in your life are just people you work with that like to rat on you to higher ups. Yeah. That's a spy. Oh, yeah. And that's what spies are like. They're, They're just... not like a spy for an intelligence agency or anything cool. They're just snitches, and they well, deserve stitches. The You know, the pop culture myth of the spy is this cool Debonair thing. 007 is an assassin. Oh, yeah. He's a spy who's also an assassin, and that's what makes him so cool. Because a spy is just observe and report. Uh, Dave Callan is a uh, radio personality, late-night radio in Australia, He's a comedian as well. He used to be a spy for, I think, the UK against the IRA. Oh. And he said you just sit around all day in a beat-up Honda Civic, just waiting for one thing, to to, just listening to stuff, just waiting for one thing to happen, and then just write it down. That's what being a spy is actually like. Sounds boring as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Sorry, the article. So, back to the fish. Back to the fish spies. Um, a few things in this article. When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck? How far do we have to go with oppressing animals? Like, my immediate thought was they were going to put some kind of, like, device in them. They're putting, like, a Zoom H6 recorder inside a trout? Yeah. And like, just send it into a waterway? Yeah, exactly. This will work. Through the fish tube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, that's not what it is. Basically... Um, when you have a submarine or your own sort of detection device underwater, if it's looking for, like, enemy subs, yeah, they will also detect your pings if you're sending out the pings and looking for it. Yeah, with sonar. Yeah. it's uh, audio-based. Yeah. And also, it's not super effective because if it's, like, muddy waters or if the tide is a certain thing. So it's not always 100%. Yeah. But fish populations and individual fish will move and react in certain ways when objects are nearby. Right. So they're trying to figure out how they can measure what's happening to the population of fish if a submarine is nearby. So they just they chuck a tracker on the fish. No, no trackers like they just watch the fish. Yeah. But if they oh, here's my So question. they have sensors like in the reef or something where the fish live as opposed to on the fish. Uh-huh. And so then they can see, like... But if this sensor can already detect a fish moving, could it not also detect a submarine? I don't know, like, the yeah. science behind it. And it's something to do with the fact that this can pick up what changes are happening with the fish, uh, but it's not sonar. Right. So the other submarine can't tell, like, oh, no, the spies have found us. Yeah. They're just like, oh, look at that cute fish. <laughs> And that's funny little They're eyes. They're looking out their little periscope. Yeah, at the fish. Captain. Um, so that's pretty cool. And the researchers were like, yeah, this is going to be, aside to this, this is going to be a great research opportunity to learn more about these fish populations. And it just, and like, if they're behaving this way, if a submarine goes past, how are they going to behave if an oil tanker or something goes past? Like, Probably in a different way. Yeah, but it's the same sort of analysis yeah. that's being done. 
And then I just got annoyed because I was like, well, why does all scientific research have to be fucking beneficial to the military? Because that's to get where funded? the money is. No, I know, yeah. but it, that's so bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, anyway, fish are spies, which is cool. And so there's got a picture of a Goliath grouper. Yeah. Or a grouper, I don't know. I've never known how to say that. I say grouper. I say groper. Groper? Yeah. I thought a groper was a different kind of yeah, fish. Yeah, I know, but I just say groper. You're from a fishing town. You're from a fishing town. So it says, Goliath groper respond audibly to intruders. The distinctive sounds they make could alert the military to the presence of underwater vehicles. So it's like they're still picking up the sonar, but they're not putting out a, just a distinctive sonar no. ping. Yeah. They're picking up the... The fish calls. I didn't know that fish made noises. I know, I know they swim around, but it's pretty cool, hey. It's creepy. I don't, I don't want to hear a fish's voice. What do you think a fish voice is like? Hello. And the project is called Pals. What is the website? Is um, this? This is Get Pocket. Get Pocket. Yeah. How'd you find Get Pocket? You know what? I think this was the one that was fed to me. Okay. Because I get. Like a lot of Get Pocket articles fed to me. Right. Who um, owns Get Pocket? Let's dig into this. Let's find their uh, info down the bottom. Yeah, like I got a cool article from Get Pocket one time that was about how people. Oh, who... Is it a news aggregator? It must be. Yeah, it is. It is. But one of the other cool ones that it gave me was um, how someone in Western culture would be diagnosed with schizophrenia. But if they lived in like a community with shamans and stuff, then they are a shaman and they're talking to spirit worlds, like to the spirits and gods and how different their life is, which was super interesting. Here's something interesting behind the curtain. So you got fed this article, right? Yeah. So Pocket was founded by Nate Weiner, who Sick looks like name. a young tech bro. He looks like a bit Jonas. He does look a bit Jonas, and it says here that Pocket is part of Mozilla, who make Firefox. Oh, there you go. So they're feeding you their own news. Yeah. I mean, I only get articles fed to me on Firefox. Yeah. And I'm okay with it, because I don't have to click on them, and sometimes they are good. I mean, it, it looks like it's mostly a news aggregator. I don't know. I've gone in about... It's a story about how good Nate Weiner is. I, um... It was good for a time. It's with... a save for later service. It's Pocket. Oh, yeah. So, what is it? The list of content is visible on any device. So, it's for saving interesting articles and videos from the web. Okay. I guess that's an interesting idea. That's like a non-evil tech thing, I guess. Yeah. It was good for a time with my old computer because it figured out that I didn't like the how to optimize your productivity in a meeting articles. Yeah, but I just got a new computer, so I'm getting still more learning. Again. It, you don't have like a uh, like a Mozilla account that has all your cookies saved to it. No, I could, but don't want to. CBF. All right. Well, I just I'm curious to see how this evolves based on purely what I click. Well, hopefully we find some weirder articles. There always seems to be one alien related article. Yeah, that's that you intentional. Bring in. Yeah, the first yeah. one will be like a crime or animal. Or yep. an animal doing a crime. Yeah. That was a man doing a crime, pets an animal. Man bites dog. <laughs> then we get the alien one, then we get the unit. Yeah. Okay, so we got a formula. You can look forward to more of that um, when Talia comes back here next time. We don't know when that'll be. Yeah, it'll happen though. 
But yeah, hop on over to the Cave Goblins Discord, bit.ly forward slash CGN Discord. You can talk to us about this directly. You can tweet at me, at Doug Vandalay, at the show VanX Vancast, and Talia. I'm on Twitter, at Talia Murdoch. I make a show called Everything Economics, but I specifically want to plug last week's episode of Everyone is Jonas. So that was March 3rd, um, because... Man, was there some ever so impressive improvising by our game master, Doug? Oh, thank you. Like, oh, if, shucks. if you don't even want to watch the whole thing, watch the last 20 minutes because it was a friggin' trip. It's not on our YouTube yet, but so if you're fun. listening to this, it should still be on our mixer, mixer.com slash cave goblins. It will be up on our YouTube later. Yeah. As I said, executive dysfunction. I gotta, I'm getting back into the swing of things. I'm doing this for myself, making this decision now. There's not going to be a Van X Van. Or possibly the week after, I'm not sure yet, because uh, I'll be in Australia for my friend's wedding, so mazel to him. Thanks for listening to Van X Van. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Vandalay and the show at Van X Vancast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. It's the best way for us to grow at no cost to you. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cavegoblins. I'm Doug Vandalay. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.